Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. I'll only spend a moment or two on this weekend's first reading, since it's rather straightforward. Moses is speaking to the Israelites in the desert prior to their entrance into the Promised Land. He's giving them the statutes and decrees of the Lord, what would come to be known as the Torah in later time. Our second reading comes from the book of James, which we'll hear for the next five consecutive Sundays. The book itself likely stems not from the tradition of either of the two apostles named James, but rather probably comes from the tradition of James, who is described as the brother of the Lord and was a leader of the early church. Although it's called the letter of St. James, it really has no common attributes of a letter other than that it begins with an opening address. Yet this book has arguably the most well-written Greek in the entire New Testament. And among the points made in chapter 1, the author contrasts two births. One, that sin gives birth to death, and two, that God gives birth to us, talking about Christians, by the word of truth. He willed to give us birth by the word of truth, says our passage at Mass. Yet prior to making this point, God is called the Father of Lights. There's some debate about what is meant by this title. Some say that talking about God in this way describes him as creator of the stars, sun, and moon. Yet given the context, it seems more likely that God is being described as the source of everything morally light, everything pure, holy, and lovely. Our gospel has a ton of context to get to, so we'll go there with our time remaining. Mainly, we'll have to talk about ritual hand-washing back at the time of Jesus. You see, the Old Testament doesn't have any commands for ritually washing one's hands before a meal, with the exception of one section in Exodus, chapter 30 that gives stipulations for priests to purify themselves and their hands before eating a sacrificed meal. But over time, the Pharisees took many rules which applied only to priests and reworked them so that all Jews could participate in pious religious practices, and the ritual of hand-washing became one of those practices. In this way, the Pharisees claimed, every meal one receives can be as a sort of religious act, imitating the priest who eats the sacrificial meal. Now, not every Jew kept this tradition of ritually washing one's hands before a meal, and it was especially difficult for some people, such as farmers or fishermen, to observe this, since they were constantly coming into contact with dead things, such as fish or animals. And as soon as I said fishermen, you probably had a bell go off in your head. Bing! Jesus' closest disciples were mostly fishermen. So when the Pharisees say to Jesus, Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? They're doing so very much in an air of looking down upon his disciples for not following this tradition, one they probably weren't accustomed to following anyway. Jesus responds by quoting Isaiah. Jesus responds by quoting our old friend Isaiah the rapper with his three different albums. This passage from Isaiah that Jesus quotes is taken from the first album when the Israelites were just about to go into exile. Yet, of course, they didn't know it at the time. From the promised land, they were serving the Lord with empty ritual practices and lip service prayers. After quoting Isaiah, Jesus continues, Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. To this end, it'll be helpful to remember that when the stories contained in the Gospel of Mark were recorded, which was around 65 A.D., The biggest point of debate for the early church was with regards to this question. As members of this new Christian movement, do we still follow the Jewish way of life or not? And to what extent? Do we have to continue to eat kosher or no? 
It's quite possible that Mark included this story in his gospel account as a way of pointing back to Jesus' teaching by saying, look, Jesus showed us that nothing which enters someone from outside can defile that person, even eating unclean food such as pork. Rather, the things that come out from within are what defile. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.